0: Hi, this is UH Jeff, and I'm here with Dave and Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 61-inch. On this week's
1: episode, we are joined by UH Jeff Nusera, and we'll go down memory lane with an overview of each Weird Al festival and convention.
2: I get to say nothing.
3: It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are.
2: Here we are on day 27 of our quarantine with UH Jeff.
0: How's it going, Jeff? So great. So great to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. You know, you've been with us for the past 27 days, as Dave said, but your mic's been off all this time. So we're glad we finally figured out the technical difficulties. You're back.
0: You're on the mic. We're going to do this in style this week. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Frank, for figuring it out 27 days later. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we don't pay him. (laughs)
1: Worth every penny So Jeff, just give us, you know, for people who are not caught up on the podcast And haven't listened to episode 3-inch yet Can you just give
0: us a little bit of an overview of why you are so darn important? I'm an expert in the top five songs from the UHF motion picture soundtrack and other stuff That's true (laughs) (laughs) And I also sort Al's fan mail from close personal friends of Al And I'm, uh, you know have just been around for a while.
1: <laughs> You're, yeah, you you are one of the original super fans. You're in that club with Dave and, and Kenneth and all these other people who've just been around since before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you on the podcast
0: with us again.
2: It is true. We attended your actual birth. You do not know that. We actually were <laughs> all there for your
0: birth. He came out fully bearded. I don't know if you. That's <anything>. And wearing a hat. Yes,
2: (laughs) it was rough on his mother. Let me tell you,
1: (laughs) (laughs) lots of lots of different angles and stuff to get me out in one piece. We did it. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we have a lot to get to this week. There's a lot of exciting stuff that happened over the weekend and last week, and we're going to cover all of it. And we are going to talk to Jeff, you and Dave, about all these amazing festivals and Weird Al conventions you've been to over the years. And Jeff, you're actually one of very few people who've actually been to every single Weird Al convention and festival. So we'll get into that a little bit later.
2: I think it's important to note that we spent pretty much the entire weekend with UH Jeff doing various you know, Weird Al-related stuff.
0: <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yes. And somehow you're not tired of me yet. I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: we recently celebrated a holiday, the three of us together. But first, I want to get to something that showed up in the Spatula Hotline inbox. And this is a message from our good friend Kenneth Gwinnup, And he's got something really exciting for us to hear. So let's check it out.
0: Hey, Dave. Hey, Ethan. It's Kenneth. You know, somebody had asked, I'd really like to hear what you don't love me anymore sounds like in the Norwegian language. Well, here it is. You don't love me anymore. All the way from Norway. (laughs) Hey, in nore kan juta ah that was wonderful <laughs> that's amazing I want to hear every Weird Al song as Norwegian now (laughs) (laughs) can we just talk about how amazing Kenneth is and how he finds the most obscure things it's unbelievable unbelievable yeah
1: (laughs) I feel like if I listen to that song enough I could probably learn some Norwegian just by matching up the (laughs) lyrics (laughs) (laughs)
2: I think that's how they teach Norwegian in school. They they just play Weird Al songs and and people just do the translation.
1: That would be awesome. And I would totally take that class if I was in high school. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thank you so much, Kenneth. That is amazing. Dave, we're going to have to track
2: that
0: down somehow.
2: I actually have that in my collection. You
0: do? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> can we just talk about Dave Rossi for a second and how he can track down the most obscure thing? Oh.
2: It's really cool. It's a, it's this full length song of You Don't Love Me Anymore. It's amazing. I'll get you the information. You definitely have to track All that right, down. I definitely will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I did mention earlier that the three of us just celebrated a very special holiday
2: that is right this past june 31st the three of us together we put our viking helmets on we got out the mayo we put on our boots and we went weasel stomping that's right june 31st weasel stomping day and i'm so happy i got to spend it with the two of you
1: it was a blast yeah it was great to share the day with you guys thank you guys for having me i super appreciate it one thing that we didn't really talk about is like why exactly do we celebrate weasel stomping day
0: I mean, we all know the traditional
1: weasel-stomping Carol, of course. Right, right. (laughs) Which Al covers. Yes, and it's amazing. I've always wondered, like, am I wearing the right shoes?
2: Why are we even spreading mayo on the lawn to begin with?
0: It's really easy to, to kind of forget because it's so commercialized now. Oh, that's for sure.
2: I mean, I don't even know why we even bother putting Viking helmets on our heads anymore. They're sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, besides that, of course.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it does seem kind of old-fashioned, but... Remember last year when we hired a resident Weasel Stomping Day historian to be part of our podcast team, and we've been paying him on a weekly basis?
2: Yeah, I absolutely remember when we hired him, but what does that have to do with any of this?
1: Well, maybe he could shed some light on some of our questions, I guess.
2: That's a great idea. We've been paying him all these months and we haven't had a chance to use him yet. So let's just call him in.
1: All right. Well, let's hear from him right now.
3: Hello. I'm so glad to be here as your resident weasel stomping day historian. Every year on June 31st, this joyous celebration brings all of us closer together. Parents closer to children, brothers closer to sisters, friends closer to friends, feet closer to weasels. It's all so enchanting. But with the increased commercialization of Weasel Stomping Day, we sometimes forget the origins of this sacred celebration. For instance, have you ever been in the middle of the traditional spreading of mayonnaise on the lawn and thought to yourself, why am I doing this? Most of us, of course, would not. But you may find it interesting to know that this practice dates way back to the ancient Aztec weasel stompers who waged constant battle with weasels who would try to overthrow their pyramids and thus would build a moat of mayo around the structures to protect them, which is why they still stand to this day. Indeed, the feathered serpent de Quetzalcoatl took its name from the term Wetzelstompel, which in the Nahuatl language of the Aztecs roughly translates to stomp a weasel's guts right out. Ever wonder why we adorn our heads with a Viking helmet as we snap weasely spines in half? Well, Vikings were well known for their battle fury, and there was nothing more terrifying than their berserkers and elf Hednar. Both were the result of shamanistic war rituals, but they took on different totem animals. Berserkers, or bear shirts, were those who became bear men, and alfhednar, or wolf hides, became wolf men. But when a colony of weaselandics, or weasel faces, took on the weasel as their totem animal, it threatened the very existence of the Vikings, and thus they were forced to literally stomp them out, load them all onto a boat, and then push that boat out onto the fjord. An Archer then fired a flaming weasel high into the sky, which landed perfectly on the vessel, instantly setting it ablaze and sending the weasel faces to Valhalla. The sound of the ship's burning wood crackling into the horizon is said to be reminiscent of the sound of a weasel's spine snapping. And of course, for what it's worth, traditionally the best boots for weasel stomping are waterproof Timberland work boots, but I think that goes without saying. I hope this information helps you feel closer to the roots of a weasel stomping day, And to some of your very own ancestors, the blessed weasel stompers of yore. From my family to yours, please have a very merry, super duper weasel stomping day. And to my Spanish-speaking family and friends,
2: feliz pisoteando con Well, thank you so much to our resident weasel stomping day expert. I learned so much by listening to him. I hope we have another opportunity to have him back on the podcast at a later date.
1: Yeah, it was kind of weird to crowbar him into this one, but... I think we'll figure it out. I was most fascinated by the fact that you guys have a payroll. Can we talk about that for a sec? Oh, sorry, Jeff. You know, I would talk about it. We just we have to get over to news. So, now, Dave, there is some actual weasel related news in the world of Weird Al.
2: That is right. Al posted on his social media that he is going to do the voice of Wawa Weasel in Amazon's animated series Pete the Cat. Now, I don't know much about this other than what Al posted, but apparently the episode is called The Singing Cabbage, and it's in season two, episode number three. (laughs) (laughs) But just imagine, like, how timely is that? Directly on Weasel Stomping Day, he posts that he's going to do the voice of Wawa Weasel. It doesn't get any more timely or any more appropriate than that.
1: The one thing I've learned over the years is there is no such thing as a coincidence when it comes to Weird Al.
2: For sure. And there's no such thing as a coincidence that Al also got nominated for an Emmy recently.
1: Yes. Yes. Milo (laughs) Murphy's Law was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Special Class Animated Program. Now, he has to win that one. Then he'll be halfway to an EGOT. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So he just needs, what, an Oscar and a Tony if he gets the Emmy? Yeah.
2: Oh, that's what EGOT stands for. I thought it was one of those little birds with the really long legs. <laughs> mm. oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I must be thinking of EGRET. Do you EGRET uh, no. ah, that joke?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I EGRET that joke, absolutely.
1: <laughs> now, our listener, Mike Minnick, turned us on to something very cool It's apparently been out in the world for a couple years, but the Weird Al superfan community just learned that there is actually a limited archive of old Weird Al radio recordings from his time at
0: KCPR. That is very exciting news.
2: Yeah, there's a few instances of Al on there. I was going through their archives and I noticed that there were about four or five times that it mentions Weird Al. This is like huge news because this is back from when he was a DJ back on KCPR. This was like when he was in college. This stuff is just like stuff that I personally thought was lost forever. And I'm just so happy that it exists in some format in some way that somebody i don't know who it was i don't know if we let them borrow our intern frank to go through their you know basement <laughs> and, and start looking through old real to real tapes or whatever it was but you know i'm so glad that somebody found this and then realized the historical importance of it and put it up on the kcpr archives website
1: yeah i'm just hoping as we keep looking at it and digging that maybe we'll find more that you know, have Al's name spelled wrong or something, you know, if you put it in a different way, it might come up differently. And who knows, maybe now that people are accessing it and sharing it, maybe more people will come forward. I really hope so. Yes, please. As we mentioned in episode 60 inch, there's quite a lot going on last week. So let's just go through a review of each thing. So the first thing on Thursday, Music Hare's premiered their soundtrack of our lives special on YouTube.
0: Yes, it was a charity benefiting musicians from the TV and film industry who have been affected by COVID-19, and Al was there as part of it.
2: Yeah, it was really exciting. He actually played on two separate songs on the special, and he bookended the entire special, basically. He was right at the beginning, and he was right at the end. (laughs) So if you don't have an interest in watching the whole thing, you can just watch the first few minutes, and you can just watch the (laughs) ending minutes and look for his name in the credits. Yes.
1: Yeah, so it was it was really great because I know the three of us and a few others we were watching the Couchella thing, waiting and waiting for Al and this one's great because literally right at the beginning, Al shows up right away. So it was it was really cool to get to see him. And, of course, we mentioned last week that he was part of this musical number, and it was called
0: Musicians, and Al was singing about some of the theme songs. talking about Jaws and Rocky and Psycho, and he kind of reenacts them as part of this track. It was a lot of fun to hear him dive into those.
2: Yeah, and the second song that he was on, which to me was probably the highlight, is to actually get to see him perform with Kermit the Frog. That's got to be a highlight of his career. Don't you guys think? (laughs) Totally.
0: I didn't cry. You (laughs) cried. Oh.
2: (laughs) But, you know, along with Kermit the Frog and other group of celebrities, including Al, they sang... The Rainbow Connection. It was really sweet.
1: I was watching it live, so I didn't know if Al was going to show up again or what. But as soon as I said Kermit, I was like, how great would it be for Al to be on the song with Kermit? And he was.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was awesome.
1: So there were a few other, not really Al things, but kind of Al related if you really want to crowbar them in. So I will. Uh, <laughs> I was just looking for anything in the special because I watched the whole thing. I really just cared about Al. And... <laughs> <laughs> I saw these things. So, John Stamos hosted this segment where it was like kind of named that TV theme song. And during that, they played the Simpsons theme and Nancy Cartwright, who is the voice of Bart and was featured on Phony Calls. She was there guessing. Eve Plum showed up and guessed the Brady Bunch theme song, which we all know Al covered. And then, of course, at one point they played the Jeopardy thinking music. And, of course, Al has the song I Lost on Jeopardy. So those were the only real other things I could make somewhat about Al from the whole special.
2: (laughs) And I don't know if you guys know, but John Stamos also has a Weird Al connection. And I want to leave this and see if our trivia master, UH Jeff, has any clue what I'm talking about. Oh, here. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Putting UH Jeff on the spot. Ah, don't listen. I'm going to vomit. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: well, I just wanted to know if you knew what the connection to John Stamos was with Weird Al. Oh, gosh. Um, not offhand, I don't. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It happened on November fourth, two thousand seventeen, at the Hollywood Bowl.
0: Oh, they were in the uh, the Willy Wonka performance together, weren't oh, they? Yeah,
2: correct. Yes, of yes. course. John Stamos <laughs> played Willy Wonka, and Al, of course, played all the Oompa Loompas. Yes. <laughs>
0: wow, that totally escaped me too. So that is a great <laughs> trivia fact. <laughs> Al should have a Tony for that, by the way. What are we doing, guys? <laughs> now
2: all right so we'll just we have the power to actually award tonys on this show i don't know if you knew that so we're actually going to award a tony to al for that oh uh, congratulations <laughs> al so what's left that we need to get him just an oscar oscar okay yeah we'll see what i can do
0: with my documentary <laughs> yes perfect
2: <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about that documentary because i don't think we have brought it up yet on this oh episode.
0: it'll be out in four to five hundred years and it'll be great. It's a documentary about the tight and nerdy burlesque troupe, which is a uh, burlesque troupe that, that celebrates all things Al. They, they perform to his songs, and we've been following them around, my team and I have been following them around for four years-ish. And we're in edit now, and uh, and Al was gracious enough to let me interview him for the for the film, so he'll be in it. And it's coming sooner or later to a theater or home video near you.
1: (laughs) You know, Weird Al and Scantily Clad Women are two of my favorite things, so this is going to (laughs) be wonderful. (laughs) I cannot wait for it to come out. Me too. Now, Dave, if you remember last week, you and I had a bit of an argument. I thought that Music was going to be that Suzanne special project that showed up on Instagram, and you thought it was going to be Puddle's Pity Party. And... I was wrong. It was not part of Music Cares.
2: Uh Aha! I knew it. I knew you were wrong on that. And I knew it has to be a part of Puddle's Pity Party. So I'm so excited that we're actually going to talk about Puddle's Pity Party and how Al made that very special appearance exactly as it was in that picture on Puddle's Pity Party.
1: Uh, no. 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 It was actually just the same. It was in his awesome (laughs) office. It was not the outside shoot that we got teased
2: Did he even change his shirt, or did he use the same shirt for both (laughs) Music Harrison and Pablo's Pity Party?
1: I believe he changed his shirt because on, oh, okay. on Puddle's pity party and he didn't see it until the end, Al was wearing an Albuquerque New Mexico shirt. And it was just it was such a great little wink at his fans.
2: There was another thing in that video, too, that I don't know if you guys noticed, but I certainly noticed, was that there was also in the corner, there was this reference to Wolf Trap, which is, of course, where Ethan and I got to see Al perform on the last tour. So I'm wondering why he has this little memento of Wolf Trap in his studio and what exactly that little memento. Memento is.
1: Yeah, it was like a little wooden structure of some sort. I couldn't really tell.
2: Yeah, it almost looked like a little barn of some sort. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) He's raising tiny weasels in it. (laughs) And then on the other side of his desk, he had the Simpsons Weird Al figure and behind that was like a blonde wig. So I'm wondering what's going on if we are going to get a wigged Al at some point. (laughs) (laughs) One can only hope. (laughs) <laughs>
2: with that tease, we better get one now.
1: <laughs> so for Puddle Spitty Party, it started off with a yodeling dominatrix named Manuela Horn, and she introduced the show, she introduced the episode but she said Yankovic when she introduced her, which just, oh, I cannot stand that. And she's standing there holding an accordion. So I'm like, if you play the accordion, you should at least know how to say Frankie Yankovic, if
0: not Weird Al Yankovic. But she also referred to it as an Achordian. Did she
1: really? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I would have loved to hear her call that. <laughs> So after she introduced him and then Puddles came out, he's this like sad clown and he covers songs and he's got a great voice and it's very bizarre. Uh, so it makes sense that he'd be friends with Al and <laughs> Manuela before Al. She did her part and she did a yodeling and accordion cover version of Like a Virgin.
2: Now, wait a minute. She plays the accordion. She still did not know how to pronounce Al's last name.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> And she yodels, so you'd think a yodeler would know how to say Yankovic. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least know how to yodel it (laughs) correctly. So that was interesting, and then, of course, Puddles introduced Al, and he played an instrumental song on accordion. He said it's the saddest song he knows. (laughs) I am not great at recognizing instrumental tunes, but I am told that it is accordion boogie. So not a very sad song, a pretty upbeat, fun accordion song.
0: But Al plays it totally straight and just, like, em- <laughs> As emotes. As depressed, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so
0: great. And so then
1: after Al performs, it goes back to Puddles, and Puddles does this amazing mashup of the Gilligan's Island song and Stairway to Heaven. It was so great.
2: Wow, I wonder where he got that idea from where have I heard a Gilligan's Island and Stairway to Heaven mashup before. Yeah, he
1: didn't give any kind of attribution to Al or anything, but it must have been a subtle wink to us. Um, us fans and al fans and then of course the end of the puddles pity party was a video of al waving to the camera for like 30 seconds straight and his (laughs) arm gets tired and he's like holding his hand switching and it was really funny (laughs) so if you're a fan of puddles pity party and you're a fan of weird al and you're a fan of yodeling dominatrix's pronouncing Weird Al's name wrong. Definitely check out Puddle's Pity Party. It is episode 3.
0: See, so yeah, the Puddle show was interesting and it launched smack in the middle of Fest of Owl over the weekend.
2: That's right. The Fest of Owl live stream was going on on Saturday and it was pretty much an all-day event.
0: It
1: was like 7 hours long. But it was free for anyone to watch on YouTube, or if you registered for a ticket, you could watch on Zoom. And it was jam-packed. You know, like we said, seven hours of stuff. I think it's still happening, actually.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just want to give a shout-out to Raquel and Cassie for putting on that event. Because, you know, when they put Festival together, they were not anticipating that they would have to do a live stream at all. For them to, like, have their plans turned upside down and to actually, you know, have to put together kind of at the last minute, this live stream and, and for them to actually get all the guests that they did and like a seven hour event. I mean, that is not, you know, something like you can quickly put together. So I do want to give a shout out to them for doing all that hard work and, you know, something that they weren't prepared to do to begin with.
0: Yeah, they did a nice job. We were supposed to all be in Denver for Festival last weekend. It's a bummer that we had to, you know, stay home. So they are going to
1: be having the fest eventually at some point next year, maybe next spring. That date isn't confirmed yet. But like you guys said, it was a lot of fun getting to check it out. And yes, they had the guests that they were supposed to have at the live event. So we got to hear from so many great people, including my personal favorites, John Bermuda Schwartz and Jonah Ray.
2: Oh, how awesome was it to get to see Bermuda? And he was actually at Red Rocks Amphitheater, if you can believe that. Yeah, it was amazing.
0: It's a little irresponsible, you know, with social distancing and all. There was such a giant crowd behind him. But hey, yeah, you know
1: what? Yeah, I saw
0: that. Worth it.
2: Yeah, of course he actually wasn't at Red Rocks Amphitheater. What? He just had his Zoom background set, you know, to look like he was at Red Rocks Amphitheater. But the second he came up on screen, I'm like, he's at Red Rocks Amphitheater. I was there. I could see you. I might be in that picture. (laughs) That's
1: one of the better Zoom backgrounds I've ever seen.
2: He basically, he took Q&A from, you know, everybody who was on the chat, on the YouTube chat or on the Zoom chat. He was taking Q&A from them, you know. Raquel and Cassie were reading questions to him from the audience. He did, of course, get a lot of questions about what's going on with the touring. You know, is there anything going on this year? Is there anything going on next year? You know, and he did say that there's nothing going on this year and he will know more about a potential 2021 tour later this fall or early next year. So there's nothing set in stone yet. Of course, everything's up in the air, you know, with with everything going on but you know he did hint that you know they would love to do another tour you know if the thing if everything falls in place and they can actually do one
0: yes please now
1: another big topic of discussion for bermuda's interview was his book that he's been working on the big photo book of rare and unseen weird al photos Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for that book to come out. Oh, I'm
0: dying to see it.
1: He gave us a couple little tidbits, some really exciting things. He said Al wrote the foreword and Dr. Demento wrote a blurb on the back of the book.
0: The backward. Oh.
2: <laughs> I mean, how exciting? How could he get somebody, you know, it's as popular as Al and Dr. Demento both to contribute to this book? He must know some really important people.
1: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Now, what was... I, mean, I think
2: that's great. I'm, I'm totally looking forward to seeing what Al has to say about these photos and what Dr. D has to say about the book in general. And, I mean, I know we're going to get to it, but I know that Bermuda even hinted some of these pictures in the book, Al has never even seen himself. That is crazy.
1: Yeah, that is just so amazing. Now, what really blew my mind is there is going to be a special edition of the book. Yes. It's going to be limited to 250. It's going to be autographed, and there's going to be a different cover and he wouldn't say anything else about it, but I am just freaking out knowing that.
2: <laughs> what we really should be saying is there's going to be 247 because we know we're each going to get one of them. At least one. <laughs> and we know our listeners are going to grab the rest of it's, them. So
0: It's cute how you're pretending like we're each only going to get one of those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just meant for myself. I wasn't talking about you guys. <laughs>
1: Now, he did say the book is going to be only $35. I was really surprised to hear that. What a bargain. It is. I was expecting, you know, a coffee table book with all these high-quality images. I was not thinking it would be under $40 at all.
0: No, and I actually actually wrote Bermuda a check for $3,000. I'm not sure why I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Regretting that now.
1: Now, Bermuda did actually mention that he had told you about this book. When did you hear about this,
0: Jeff? He's been talking about it for a couple of years now, but, but it was sort of became solid, at least to me, maybe last winter or maybe earlier this year. I don't remember exactly when he said it was definitely happening, um, but I was very excited, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs>
1: Another really exciting tidbit he shared is that each chapter is going to be revolving around like a singular event in Weird Al's career, like one of the music video shoots or something like that. And he actually wrote an intro to each chapter. So it's not just going to be just photos. You'll also get some of these insights from Bermuda. I know. I'm dying
0: to see these photos from his archive.
2: For sure. And the other thing that he actually dropped during this little Q&A session was, well, he didn't tell us what the title of the book was, but he told us what the title of the book was before he changed the title of the book (laughs) to what it currently is. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the original title, this is a mouthful, but the original title was, It Doesn't Matter If They're Black and White, Unseen Photographs from the Camera of John Bermuda Schwartz.
1: Yeah, that is definitely a mouthful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the other thing that that title doesn't have is not it it doesn't have any reference to Weird Al in it. Now, obviously, you know, the people who are going to buy this book, if they know who John Bermuda Schwartz is, they know who Weird Al is. Right. If they open up the book and they see a lot of pictures of Weird Al inside, they're going to assume <laughs> that, you know, it's a book about Weird Al.
1: <laughs> so he said there's a new title. It's going to be revealed later this month and it is going to have Al's name on it. So my guess is that it's going to be It doesn't matter if they're black and white, unseen photographs from the camera of Weird Al Yankovic's drummer, John Bermuda Schwartz. That's my (laughs) guess. That is pretty catchy. (laughs) Very catchy. (laughs) Well, I guess
2: we're going to see if you're right on that
1: one. So they're going to be announcing the book and possibly have a pre-order and everything later this month. So I'm just counting down the days. Hurry.
2: So for fans of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, there was this little Easter egg that Bermuda threw in there that if you were paying attention, you probably figured it out, but he did make a reference to a previous guest of ours.
1: Yes, he mentioned that last summer... When he was in New York, he talked to the guy, or I don't know how he said it, but he didn't say his name, but he said he talked to the guy who had spent time at his house going through his stuff, going through the photos to put together the squeeze box book. And that same guy was the one who connected him eventually to his publisher. And fans of our podcast, you should know that that guy is Mike Duquette.
2: that's right. Mike Ducat, the editorial supervisor for Squeezebox. And we talked to him back on episode 41 inch. And that is an amazing interview. You definitely want to go back and listen to that. He gives us all these insights about Bermuda's collection and just working on Squeezebox in general.
1: Yeah. As soon as I heard him talking about that, I was like, oh, that's Mike. That's Mike. (laughs) But of course, like, you know, he wouldn't say Mike's name because most people, unless you've listened to our podcast, may not know who Mike is.
2: And we're definitely going to get more information from Bermuda to share with you guys. Once we know more information and once we have more information from Bermuda, we'll definitely share that with you guys on the podcast.
1: Please do. Now, there was yet another Easter egg for fans of Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al podcast. And that was, of course, when one of our former guests talked about being on our live event back in January. Of course, it was Jonah Ray, who we first talked to on episode 15-inch. And we aired our live event where we watched UHF and did the live interview with him. And that was on episode 40 Inch. So he's actually neighbors with Mike Duquette, who was on 41 Inch.
2: <laughs> I mean, how exciting was it to get to hear Jonah Ray give our podcast a shout out? How cool was that?
1: I was so excited. <laughs> I mean, I was just happy to see Jonah. He was playing his amazing Weird Al covers, he did Amish Paradise. He did some song that I've personally never heard. It may be a rarity or maybe an original called. Frank's 2000 inch TV. It was awesome. And then, of course, he talked about doing our UHF live event, and he even mentioned the vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwiches. What was that restaurant who made
2: them? That was, of course, our good friends over at Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York.
0: This week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two pound double wrapped in a quesadilla burrito burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your burrito burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burritosquared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a burrito burrito burrito, but every burrito 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 can be burrito burritoed.
1: Nice job, Jeff! Thank you! (laughs) Excellent!
0: <laughs> I surprised even myself on that. I...
1: <laughs> now Jonah also took some Q and A from the live audience, and he did play a couple more of his own tunes, a couple other covers. And, of course, some more Weird Al songs. He played Dare to be Stupid, Trigger Happy, and Eat It. And it was just so much fun getting to see him perform.
2: Oh, for sure. He did a lot of his own stuff, as you mentioned. And, of course, he finished on his classic Reptilicus, Every Country Has a Monster. And, of course, he had people (laughs) dancing along to that song. You know, they put up the Zoom. It was a lot of fun. You know, We, of course, got to see him do that song live at our UHF event. But, you know, just every time he does that song, everyone is so full of energy and just a great way for him to close.
1: I was shouting back to the screen because if you remember at our live event, he'd be like, say, leprechaun.
0: So I was was (laughs) screaming it back at the screen. It was so much fun. (laughs) I always love seeing awkward Zoom dance parties. Uh, and This was no exception. I loved it. (laughs) I've never seen an
1: awkward Zoom dance party until now, and I would love to watch more of them. Yeah, you should be in
0: some, sometime.
2: It was such a fun event, you know, I had a blast at Festival this weekend. I mean, I know you were there, UHF, and I know Ethan was there, and of course I was there, and we had so many of our listeners, guests, and friends. I mean, some of them, you know, Steve Allen was there, he ate a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, (laughs) you know.
1: He actually ate the first I've ever seen, chocolate twinkie wiener sandwich oh, that is commitment it is
2: we is. have to ask him how that lines up with a vegan twinkie because that sounds like it's the exact opposite of a vegan right? <laughs> i mean yeah steve was there past guests frank sanchez allison parsons you know our friends joe jaffa johnny o'hearn andrew setz vincent anderson casey killingsworth oh man there were just a ton of ton of people there and they were everyone was having a lot of fun
1: Yeah, I actually, I wasn't in the chat, but I was seeing everyone buzzing around and and talking, and it was so much fun. One thing I was just so excited about was this raffle. They had some really fun prizes, but I didn't win anything.
0: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Winners only.
2: (laughs) You probably should have bought some more raffle tickets like our good friend Jeff here did. (laughs) They kept
0: saying the whole
1: time. UH Jeff has bought the most raffle tickets. And Jeff, you bought the perfect number. You bought 27 raffle tickets. Of course. I was actually surprised
0: <laughs> I was the only one who did that, to be totally honest. <laughs> I I felt like that was the bare minimum I could get away with buying. <laughs> well, you and Dave both
1: won something. Our friend and past guest Jason Alchill won something, and our good friend Kenneth won something. And our new friend Andrew Setz won something as well. He won those cool UHF singles. But so what did you guys win?
0: Well, I won a set of passes from the Strings Attached Tour, the the backstage sort of artist-only patches that, that you would wear if you were in the 501st, for example, or if you were with the orchestra, for example. I was with neither, but I now I'm going to have those passes.
1: <laughs> that was the number 1 thing I wanted from the raffle, so I'm really glad
0: that you won oh, it. Yeah. I was very ex- very excited to win those, yes.
1: <laughs> and Dave, I heard you win, you were the first winner and they said your name about 15 times. They mentioned that, you know, you're the guy behind the the Hollywood star, but I still don't really know what you won. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I was kind of hoping you did know what I won, because I'm not exactly sure what I won either. (laughs) First of all, they told me I won a cassette tape, but I don't know exactly what I won a cassette tape of. They did say it was one of the only things that was not Owl-related in the auction, so somehow I managed to win the only not Owl-related thing that was in the auction. And not only did I win a cassette, but I don't have a working cassette player, so I can't even listen to whatever I won. (laughs) Oh, boy. So don't get me wrong. I'm very thankful that I won because, you know, I did not buy 27 raffle tickets, not that many, but I did buy a few, you know, so I am happy that, you know, I did, I did win something, you know, because it's always great to win something, but I'm not exactly sure what I won (laughs) and how I'm going to listen to it. But congratulations anyway. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jeff. (laughs) You'll have to report back
0: and and let us know
1: once you get it, Dave.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Raquel says she's going to send it to me. I already contacted her, but I, I didn't ask her what it was because i want it to be a surprise because it's always fun when you open up a package and you don't know what it is yeah oh i don't remember ordering this or oh yeah i know what this is but i don't know what it is until i actually open it up and see what it is but yes once i get it i will report back as to what i actually won. and if i can find a way to play it i will let you guys know what is on the cassette (laughs) as well
1: i don't know if you guys ever do this your your comment just reminded me of this dave sometimes i'll get something in the mail and it's like a weird shape and i'm like what the heck could I have bought that would be this (laughs) shape? And it's like, I have to open it. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot (laughs) about that. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yes i do that all the time in fact sometimes you know when jackie brings in the mail you know or something she'll hand it to me and she's like you got a package and she'll go what is it and i'll look at it and i'll go i have no idea <laughs> and so we're both sitting there you know in the living room and i'm opening it up slowly because i want to make sure you know it, it actually is a package that i did intend to come to me and not something you know else i'm opening up slowly you know and i'm trying to figure it is as well yeah, but it's, it's always an adventure when i order something because i'm like oh yeah i did order Order that
1: <laughs> it just reminds me of that movie jingle all the way the arnold schwarzenegger sinbad movie where <laughs> sinbad's the mailman and he like he hands this guy a box and says it's a bomb and then he opens
0: it and it is a bomb so Just be careful, Dave, is (laughs) all I'm trying to say. (laughs) Who do we know that's going to try to get rid of Dave Rossi to take his collection?
2: Hmm. (laughs) I don't know anyone who would do that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that evil Dave N. Ethan might try something. Yes, and his future friend Kay.
1: All right, well, you guys both won awesome prizes. What are you going to do
2: with them? Oh, I know what I'm doing with my cassette. I am absolutely 100%. I'm going to trade it with UHGF. We already worked out this great deal.
0: And I'm going to be hiding my prize from Dave Rossi because he's crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless of what
1: you guys do, I think you should consider getting them insured. This week's episode is brought to you in part by the Don Frallazzo All State Agency in Clifton Park, New York. If you drive like crazy or about to buy you a condo, Don Fralazzo and his team can help you with crazy good auto, home, and renters insurance. Plus, the Ferlazzo Agency can protect all
2: your touring passes or your mystery cassette tapes.
1: You may think your insurance is good enough for now, but don't wait one more minute. Find the Ferlazzo Allstate on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or give them a call, 518-278-3543, for a free quote today. The Ferlazo Agency. We sell insurance, and that's all.
2: Speaking of the most recent festival, you know, the one that just happened a couple days ago, the virtual one. We have with us somebody who actually has managed to go to every single Weird Al convention that I know of. (laughs) UH Jeff, how, I mean, that's amazing. There's only like a handful of people that I can think of off the top of my head that have gone to every single Weird Al convention. I think it's you and maybe like Tony Goldmark and like, that's it. (laughs) I
1: think you're right. I think you're right. (laughs) Now, actually looking at this list, aside from the virtual one that just happened, I haven't been to any of these. (laughs) You guys! Well, Jeff, you've obviously been to all of them, and Dave, you've been to most of them. I would love to hear just a little bit about each of them, because I'm sure we could do entire episodes about each of these, but let's just do a little bit of an overview for the audience, and for the people like me who weren't there, and the people who were there, just to get a little trip down memory lane. So, what was the first Weird Al convention?
0: Alcon 98 in Evanston, Illinois, put on by Amanda Cohen who, in all of her genius, decided it's time for a Weird Al convention.
2: Let's put this in perspective. Like, This is back in 1998. This was, you know, the internet was still relatively new. Nothing like this had ever been taken on before. and There was no, like, convention. There was no, like, guideline of what, you know you would do at a Weird Al convention. So everything that Amanda did, you know, she basically, you know, she had to do this just from her past experience of putting on conventions and trying to guess what people would enjoy, you know. And so there was just like a lot of things going on and a lot of fun things that helped set, you know, the – traditions for, like, the future Alcons, Alfests, and Festivals yeah. to follow, you know. She kind of put a template out there, you know. There were musical guests there, you know. There were auction items there and items, you know, vendors and things for sale, mm. you know. There were definitely a lot of, you know, chances to hang out with other Weird Al fans, you know, and that kind of stuff, you know, and just, it was an experience that, like, I wasn't sure when I, I knew, like, the instant she announced it that I was going, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that announcement, by the way, it wasn't like an announcement like oh i got an email blast it's like you post on the irc you know <laughs> digital chat that's, that's right. not a thing anymore you know you're you're looking at alt music weird al news groups going oh I, i'll go to that sure like like we lived like animals even you don't you don't understand i wrote a check I had to write a what? check to get my ticket <laughs> right, in that. the mail like what world is that i
2: still have the actual physical letter that amanda sent to me you know that my tickets were in you know it says congratulations you know you got these tickets for <laughs> yeah yeah and you know i had all the details you know obviously printed out you know and, and mailed to me you know an actual envelope
0: yeah i still have i still have them as well as opposed to a, <laughs> a fake envelope
2: <laughs> no i mean as opposed to you know like now when you order something you know you get it automatically sent to your phone or your email or you know a text message or whatever it's like this was actually you know she, she was sitting there, you know, printing out each ticket and, you know, writing on each ticket, you know, and everything, you know, and just it, it was amazing that, you know, she could put together such a great event at that time. You know, and and I had a wonderful time, it was you know, great. and the fact that it was sold out, you know, she, I think it was 200 people that were there and wow. it was sold out. 200,
0: 250. Yeah, something like that. And, you know, she had this great, as you said, there were performers. Bermuda was the guest of honor. Oh cool. Um, came out and did this amazing set kind of. You know, he came out and he did this speech for a half hour, forty-five minutes, whatever it was, and and had videos going and and he was showing us stuff that, that we had never seen before, you know, and it was great. And then Dave, why don't you explain what happened at the end of that video?
2: <laughs> oh well I think everybody knows this, but just in case you don't, spoiler alert somehow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're a time traveler and you're gonna be going <laughs> Back to 1998, and you don't want to be spoiled about what happens.
2: You know, he played a little video clip that he had recorded of Al. You know, Al said, "I'm so sorry. You know, I couldn't make it out there. You know." And then he said, "I, you know, I don't really have a good reason why I can't make it out there. So he, I might as well just come." I mean, that's paraphrasing what he said.
0: He, he, like runs off camera and then runs on stage, and it's like, wait, what is happening?
1: Did you guys have any idea that Al was there?
0: No, no one knew. No, not at all. Amanda oh, wow. didn't even know. She was like floored, oh literally gosh. floored. She was on the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is amazing. The only
2: people that knew that Al was going to be there were Al and Bermuda. Yeah, wow. basically, yeah. That, that was it.
1: <laughs> that is so amazing. Did you guys just explode? Like, I, I don't know how I would react in
0: that situation. <laughs> oh, it was it was insane. Yeah, I mean, we were all so excited. And Amanda was mostly, she was excited, but also, like, she had to, like, reschedule everything. Suddenly she was like, I no!" <laughs> <laughs> you could see it on her face. It was so funny. Well,
2: what's funny for me is that when Al came out, you know, I wasn't, like, sitting directly up against the stage. So I kind of saw this guy come out that looked a lot like Al. and. Right before Bermuda's speech, they had done a look-alike contest. They called it a look-alike contest, and there was a gentleman there, and I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. But there's a gentleman there that he looked just like Weird Al. I think he was like a like a semi-professional Weird Al impersonator. I mean, he he, he looked like Al. So when Al came out from behind the stage, I thought it was the impersonator coming out. <laughs> So it took me a couple seconds to register, wait, that's not the impersonator. That's the real weird Al.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Because the other thing at this time was that this was right after Al had gotten the LASIK surgery.
0: Oh, that's right. And we and we got to see the video of that, that like news coverage of it. Bermuda showed us that. Oh, cool.
2: And when Al came out, he was wearing glasses. So he had actually put on a pair of costume glasses, fake glasses, just so he would look more like what people thought Weird Al would look like. Because this was, you know, right after the surgery. So people hadn't seen him without a mustache, hadn't seen him without wow. the his glasses on. So he was actually appeared in a Weird Al costume. (laughs) So I wasn't far off on saying, wait, that doesn't quite look like Al because I didn't know what Al looked like because, like I said, no one had really seen him without the glasses on before. (laughs) Wow. Here's Al dressed up as Weird Al. Yeah, pretty much.
0: And he won the the costume contest. Oh. (laughs) They also had a trivia contest and it was Blair Freeman... And myself and Marty Lick, we were the first three contestants. And uh, we were the three contestants. And Mikey Aquilina was hosting. And Adriana Yugovic was handing out Twinkies as the scoreboard, essentially. Anytime we got something <laughs> right, she would give us a Twinkie. And we just had to hold it. And I just remember, like, being somewhat horrified of, like, having to, like, answer Weird Al trivia in front of Weird Al. Oh, man. Like, it was <laughs> terrifying. <laughs>
1: Did you get stuff wrong in front of Al?
0: Probably. I, I did. W- I won, <laughs> but like I don't remember if I got anything wrong because uh, it was all blur. <laughs> but I'm certain that I did. Maybe <laughs> that's
1: why you were hired to write the trivia because Al remembers from Alcon 98,
0: you winning trivia. Perhaps. Actually, this is a kind of a dopey story. and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but during Alcon 3, which was in 2002, I was also. A contestant for their trivia contest, and Al and Suzanne were there in attendance, like not as a surprise, but as like people that were going to be there. And <laughs> I remember again looking at them, going, God, "This is so strange." And then I, I don't remember exactly why this happened, but I, I think I called Al much later on for something uh, to uh, maybe drop off his fan mail or something. I don't know why, but I was on the phone with him. I was in my car. And he said to me, oh, we, we were just watching the trivia contest from Alcon 3. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's not how this works. Wait a minute. And I, was, and I said to him, that is so embarrassing. And he goes, why? You won. <laughs> and then I drove off the road and I don't remember anything else about that day. <laughs>
1: wait so is it more embarrassing for weird al to think that you don't know about him or more embarrassing for him to see that you do know about him
0: i'm not sure but i'm blushing right now somehow i'm still embarrassed from all of it i I don't know let's change the subject this is awful
2: something else we should point out about alcon 98 it was actually held at the world-famous Holiday Inn in Evanston, Illinois.
1: (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) And Alcon 98 was on June 13th, 1998 in Evanston, Illinois, when I was eight years old and not there. (laughs) So the next big convention was, of course, the second Alcon. It was Alcon 2000. That happened on May 20th, 2000 in Elk Grove Village, Illinois, I was only nine years old, but almost 10 at that point. Guys, what happened
0: at Alcon 2000? I did not perform in the trivia contest. <gasps>
2: who did? So who cares? Was there a trivia contest? I don't remember. <laughs> there was. and it was, There must it, have been one, right? Yes,
0: and it was chosen by random. And so I... Ah, uh, okay. It. I think it was rigged. Rigged. <laughs> they didn't want that UH Jeff guy winning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alcon 2000, who was the guest of honor?
0: Dr. Demento was the guest of honor. Amanda and Mike Hoffman put together this great video, Behind the Dementia, which was a parody of Behind the Music, VH1. (laughs) And they did a great job. I mean, they had the graphics and everything to make it look like a Behind the Music special. And Weird Al was in it. And Barnes and Barnes were in it. And there were just a ton of people in it. And it was so funny and it was so cool. And Dr. Demento... Got a real kick out of it. I remember his face and and we just, uh, it was was a ton of fun. I also remember Adriana Yugovic dancing very closely to Dr. Demento at the demented prom. I don't know that he fully appreciated what was happening. She may have invented twerking that night. I'm not sure what was going on. And I don't think he knew what was going on either. It was very awkward and kind of amazing. (laughs)
1: Wow. Well, that's definitely a memorable part. What do you remember, Dave?
2: Well, I do remember the demented prom. I do remember that was a lot of fun. And I do remember also that uh, for some reason I had dressed up in wearing a robe <laughs> with uh, <laughs> giant letters D-O-R-K on the side of it. Dork. And that's a very, very obscure Weird out reference.
1: That our trivia master needs to. <laughs>
2: that our trivia master may or may not know. Thank
0: goodness. I don't know. I don't know what this reference is.
2: Uh, this is a reference to a, a joke that they had played on the very talented Ruben Valtiera. You know how he comes out as the Rube Emperor at the end of the show? Yes. Well, somebody had put in giant tape, you know, like the tape that they use on the stage, you know, had written the word dork on the side of his robe. So when he came out, <laughs> he was not aware of it, but the audience could see it.
0: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is amazing.
1: So I
2: was trying to recreate that moment.
1: <laughs> well, well done. Insanely obscure, Dave
2: very very obscure i think i was the only person who got that reference and people were looking at me why is this guy walking around with a in a robe that says dork they weren't wondering that day <laughs> and the other thing that i remember about that is that i remember you know the next day as the convention was winding down i ran into dr demento in the hotel lobby and I had asked him for an autograph and I had brought with me because we were doing a demented dance like a demented prom Mm -hmm. I had thought of it as like a high school so I brought myself a high school yearbook which was basically just a book where I had people you know sign autographs (laughs) and write messages in it so I I asked Dr. Demento if he would sign you know his name in, in my in my yearbook my autograph book and he said sure and he opened up And I had left a couple of the first pages blank just in case, you know, there was a special appearance by Al or someone else, you know, that would show up. I could put them in the beginning. But, you know, Dr. Demento, of course, I had saved the spot for him if I were able to run into him. And he took the book and he signed in gigantic Dr. (laughs) Demento. And he looked at me and he commented to me, that is the largest I've ever written my name. So unless somebody has... Gotten since 2000, a larger Dr. Demento <laughs> autograph. I believe I own the largest Dr. Demento <laughs> autograph in history.
0: We
1: should have asked him when we had him on the show, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, 20 years is a long time for him to possibly sign his name bigger, but who knows?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty big. I mean, you know, it took up the entire page. <laughs>
1: That's so great. <laughs> all right, so let's let's move on to Alcon 3. That was April 26th and 27th of 2002, also in Elk Grove Village,
0: Illinois. And it was in 3D.
2: <laughs> I think they all were in 3D. <laughs> yeah, you're right.
0: Except for Festival 2020.
2: <laughs> I do remember about Alcon 3 is that this was the one that Al and Suzanne were invited guests, and they actually showed up. People knew that they were going to be there, you know, yes. So that one, that was really pretty cool.
1: Were they there on stage, or were they just there in the audience, like for Jeff's trivia? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they had shown up. They were watching, you know, in the audience, watching Jeff up on stage making a fool of himself doing the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> he actually played clips from the UHF DVD.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, Before that's it right. Was actually that's right.
2: So we got a little sneak preview at some of the you know little Easter eggs. Yeah, from the like the the menu you know, items, the menu and, yeah. items and things like that. Yeah, but I mean, they also were there. Like they also did watch. They had like a talent contest, and they watched the talent contest, and then they also did watch Bermuda's speech as well. And of course, he brought with him you know lots of other rare clips that you know. Only have ever, you know, surfaced that things like Alcon and on Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast episode, 27 (laughs) Inch. Right.
0: The greatest episode ever.
1: Now, I have to ask you guys, if Al is just sitting in the audience in a room full of people who are there because they love Al, is everyone just turned around watching Al the
0: entire time? (laughs) I mean... Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did say that Al would be doing, you know, pictures and autographs. So, you know, don't bug him while he's he's out actually in the audience. Yeah. And, and I think people did respect that. You know, I don't I don't remember seeing anybody going up to and actually bothering Al while he was attending the event, you know, as, as a you know, actual guest at the, right. of the event.
1: And so, of course, we heard about your trivia <laughs> experience at Alcon Three. Anything else we should talk about before we move on to
0: Alfest? I mean, there were so many costumes, and Dave, I don't remember specifically when these costumes were. I remember, like, at the first Alcon, there was there were these two guys dressed as the number twenty seven. One guy had a <laughs> yes, giant yes. two, and one guy had a giant seven. I I just remember like Fred having like the greatest costumes always. Like she was dressed as Fat Man one year, and one oh, year she cool. was like the. I think she was like she was carrying around a wheel of fish one year. I think like <laughs> right, <laughs> yep. Just uh, like there were so many creative costumes, and I just all I remember are twenty sevens and Freds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember from the first Alcon to go back to Alcon ninety eight that Vicky Brown had brought a giant twine ball under a makeshift pagoda. Oh my God! Oh. That's
0: right. <laughs> You're right. She had like a gazebo like on her head, right? Yes. Yes.
2: She was the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. I remember that well. That's so so
0: funny. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, I love it so much. Everyone gets so into it. It's so great.
1: All right. So the next Al convention festival happened seven years after that. First one not in Illinois. This one was in Costa Mesa, California. It was August first, two thousand nine, Al Fest two thousand
2: nine. That was put on by our great friend Vicky Devries. Rhymes with cheese.
1: <laughs> Didn't Al say that in the in his speech? <laughs> he did. <laughs> Vicky Devries rhymes with cheese. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> That's amazing. So she got that
2: nickname, whether she wants it or
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about Alfest 2009.
0: It was held uh, just adjacent to the Orange County Fairgrounds where Al's Brain was on display that year. Oh, cool. Yeah, Al's Brain premiered that summer. And and, I, and that's, I think, why Vicky chose to have Alfest sort of as a, as a gathering point for everyone who's going to come out of town to see Al's brain because it wasn't available anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was it was brilliant. We got free passes to go to go see it with our with our fest pass. Wow! Their festival yep. tickets, yeah. How cool!
2: Yeah, you, with the we got a little uh, very important brain placard, which as long as we were wearing that, we could cut the line and go and watch Al's brain as many times as we wanted. Whoa. And trust me, I watched it a lot of times. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I remember like Ludovica like camping out in that theater and just just letting yes. it play over and over again. <laughs>
1: I feel like I would do the
0: same thing. That's amazing. Yeah. She was not. I don't think she was the only person doing it either. Yeah.
1: No,
2: no, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. And the other thing I remember is that Vicky had a panel there of all UHF stars and Dr. Demento was the host of it. Wow.
0: That's right. That's right. Dr. Demento was there. Getty Watnabe was there. David Bow, Jay Levy, the Valtiera Latin Orchestra played. Whoa, how cool. Yeah, Bermuda That's right. and Jim, did they play with him or separately? I, I can't remember. Uh,
2: Bermuda and Kimo, they played together, yep.
0: With Ruben or without? I, I Were they separate acts?
2: Yeah, they did their own set. Ruben okay. and his uh, Valtiera Latin Orchestra did their own set as well, yep. God, it was so
0: fun. There was also a, a trivia contest there, and it's it was an I Lost on Jeopardy-themed competition. <laughs>
2: Okay. <laughs> yep.
0: You know, years before, they did it on the Vanity Tour. And Kevin Cable, who's a Weird Al lookalike, hosted yes. it. Yes, yes. And Blair Freeman was there as well, winning everything, always. <laughs> <laughs> Someone named Jackie was also in the contest. I don't know who that is. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, my wife, Jackie. And you know what? Jackie and I, just the week before, had gotten married in Las Vegas, and this was our honeymoon. Wow. Oh, nice. Oh,
0: very cool. Wow. Honeymoon to Al's brain in 3D.
2: <laughs> yeah, it re- it really worked out well, you know, that we got to see Al's brain and got to attend Al Fest on our honeymoon and got to see all our Weird Al friends. And, you know, we even got a couple gifts of spatulas while we were there. <laughs> of course. <laughs>
1: amazing wow i wish i could have been at all of
2: these the other thing that went on was that there was a rocky horror picture-esque type of viewing of uhf oh film that's right there were live actors doing or or live you know people who attended the convention they were all taking parts of different actors in the movie
0: yeah it was like a shadow cast right Yeah. yeah
2: shadow cast yeah yeah and it was really pretty cool and i actually got to play Conan, the librarian.
0: Yes. And I wow. have a picture of Dave Rossi somewhere as the librarian. <laughs> Were you anyone, Jeff? I was not. I came in from out of town somehow, even though I live like an hour away from where it was happening. <laughs> I, like, I, I was on vacation. I think I just like flew in from Nashville or something. I don't know what was going on. I think my friend and I did a road trip back east, and then I flew in for this. Mm. Worth it.
2: And this was also the first Weird Al convention to later be released on DVD.
0: Wow. That's right. I have that
1: somewhere. Well, the first and maybe the only one to be released on DVD. So far. So far. So far, yeah. (laughs) Cool. That sounds like a blast. So the next one wasn't until another nine years after that, and that was the one that took place in 2018 Fest of Al in Denver, Colorado, September 22nd and 23rd of 2018. Now, Dave, you were not at this one, but the three of us a month earlier were all in L.A. for the big reveal of Al's Hollywood star. So less than a month later was Fest of Al. And Jeff,
0: you were there. I was there. Yes. And I'm. it's the first time I ever met Kenneth. Really? In real life. Yes. <laughs> Kenneth, like I knew Kenneth's name. He, he's been writing to close personal friends of al for since before i even started working there and uh and so i just knew him as just this awesome human being and then i got to meet him and he was even more awesome than (laughs) i could have anticipated i mean the guy is just (laughs) incredible as you know and so we we got to hang out the whole weekend and it was just it was lovely uh amanda cohen was there amanda deer was there who are also you know Amanda Deer is another giant weird Al fan and uh, I first met her at Alcon ninety eight same as Amanda Cohen and it was a lot of fun and Amanda actually Amanda Cohen did a twenty year sort of anniversary panel on Alcon ninety eight whoa yeah so oh, she cool. did this whole presentation she had this PowerPoint presentation and she had this speech and uh, and it was it was great I mean it was really fun to see she had a lot of like behind the scenes photos. Uh, the photo of her being hyper-surprised that Al showed up at Alcon 98. Like, <laughs> you can see the, like, the, the stress lines coming out of her mouth and the pleasure coming out of her eyes. Like, it was just, like, just, like, it was amazing. It's just, like, wow. all this emotion on her face, and it's, like, a, an excellent photograph of her. And so, like, that was a, a definite highlight for me of festival 2018 but it was super fun i mean they had they had a bunch of musical acts the gregory brothers were there gregory brothers were there yeah yeah bolonium performed that was super fun our good friend
1: kelly was there she was selling her weird me books
2: yep kelly phillips
0: yeah that was my first time meeting kelly as well yeah she was there i got some uh, i got a book from her and i got some bookmarks and some Other swag from her, which was super cool.
1: That's awesome. As we already talked about on this episode, Festival 2020 just happened June 20th. That was this episode? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Just happened. We were all there. We already talked about it. What an amazing set of fan-made conventions. I mean, yes, this podcast is fan-made, but Dave, I think you would agree that Weird Al fans just come up with the greatest things ever, for other Weird Al fans.
2: Just a shout out to Amanda Cohen, Vicky DeVries, and Raquel Hartzell. And of course, everybody who was involved with putting on these amazing conventions, because from working with Vicky, I know how much effort she put into it. And I know that Amanda and Raquel put in the same kind of effort into these. And, you know, to do this just because they love Weird Al and just because they love hanging out with Weird Al fans and they want to see Weird Al fans be happy is just is incredible.
1: I must attend one of these. Now that I've seen just a little taste of what it can be like from my own computer, I need to be there in person. I need to be at these. We need more of these to happen. I hope that there are
0: more to come. Yes, please. And if I don't show up to one, it's because Tony Goldmark murdered me. (laughs) (laughs) If I go missing before Festival 2021, please... Go look for Tony Goldmark, because he's behind <laughs> my disappearance.
1: This tape of our podcast is admissible in court, if Jeff does not show up. <laughs> you know, each week we can bring you this podcast absolutely free, thanks to sponsors like Don Ferlazzo Allstate, Burrito Burrito, and our amazing Patreon supporters like UH Jeff! Oh, hi! Vicky DeVries, and so many more!
2: Patreon helps us pay the bills and ensures that we can continue to do what we love, and that's employ a robust roster of experts and historians that we hardly ever use, but also make fun, family-friendly, entertaining Weird Al podcasts for you.
1: Please join us in thanking all of our supporters over on patreon.com slash 2000inch for making this podcast possible. And please consider joining our Patreon family for as little as $1 per month.
0: Another way to support the podcast is by purchasing merchandise from the official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast shop. Head over to shop.2000inch.com for those great items and more. For example, I'm about to order a Gil and Cello right now. And you could also get a Gill and Chill
1: t-shirt, a Gill and Chill tank top, and a Gill and Chill beach towel, and a Gill and Chill mug, and a Gill and Chill tote bag, and a Gill and Chill t-shirt, and a Gill and Chill beach towel, and a Gill and Chill tank top, and a Gill and Chill mug, and a Gill and Chill
2: tote bag. All right, Ethan, they get the point. They can get great Gill and Chill items. They can get our caricature. They can get so much over at shop.2000inch.com. Thank you once again, UH Jeff, for ordering a gill and chill and for joining us on this very special episode of the podcast where we discuss all of our favorite convention moments. Thank you to Adrian Vasquez for all the research he did for this episode. And thank you to our resident Weasel Stomping Day historian for teaching us all about the important holiday. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors. And thank you to everyone who follows us at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: Be sure to join our Facebook group by heading to group.2000inch.com if you've not already. Do your part and tag fun Weird out or podcast related posts on social media using hashtag 2000inch and hashtag Gill and Chill. And be sure to follow UH Jeff on Twitter at UH Jeff and on Instagram at The UH Jeff.
2: You can find us online at weirdalpodcast.com or at 2000inch.com. Make sure you share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and we absolutely love it when you leave us voice messages on our 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline 347 spatula. You do not even have to speak Norwegian to leave us a message.
0: (laughs) But it doesn't hurt. If you're listening now, you already know where to find us. Slash them. But do yourselves a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or the podcast app of your choice and hit the subscribe button. This way you don't miss a single episode.
2: We have a great episode lined up for you next week. Of course, it's episode 62 Inch. As you know, 62, that's a very important number in the movie UHF. So if our entire episode 62 Inch will be UHF themed we have some great things planned we have the announcer from spatula city himself M.G. Kelly and a ton of other great surprises for you so you'll definitely want to tune in next week episode 62 inch
1: all right Jeff you've been here for 27 days we celebrated weasel stomping day we went to festival I think it's time you need to leave I'm sorry
2: here you go Jeff I took the liberty to pack your bags here you go oh
0: thank you so much that was very polite of you wait a minute Where are my stickers? Dave Rossi! That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, episode 61 Inch. The reason podcasts were invented. Oh. Oh, here are my stickers. Wait. Where's my underwear? Rossi!